Are you experiencing the doldrums due to a down crypto market? Do you long for the days of Bitcoin being at 20000 Have you taken abuse from misinformed friends and family that mock the low prices? Well, we've got good news for you. The Bad Crypto Podcast is here. The Bad Crypto Podcast will turn that frown upside down with the latest news and commentary from the two least qualified people in the blockchain world. That's right. You'll hear about Goldman Sachs stepping on Bitcoin sunshine and how it affected the prices overnight. You'll discover how much someone paid for the world's most expensive crypto kitty. And does socialism work? We'll visit Venezuela to share inflation rates that will make you crap your pants. It's the Bad News, episode number 177 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Not applicable in all countries, not available in all states. Void, we're prohibited. Now with more banter. Morning, Mr. Travis Wright. How are you? I'm doing well. We got some great news from our fans. They said that they love our banter and they want us to add more banter to the beginning of the show. Well, actually, they want a all banter version of the podcast. Only Only no news, no crypto. Yeah, nothing. Just Travis and Joel chatting and telling bad dad jokes, talking about music and rock and roll. Sure, that's good. Random episodes of just Travis and Joel. Mm hmm. That could be a second podcast. I wonder, would you guys listen to another show that we did? Like, let's say we just did the the Travis and Joel show, only we'd probably call it the Joel and Travis show because he's gone first now for a year and it's going to be my turn. And we talked about whatever we wanted to talk about, not just crypto, because that's what we want to talk about here. Would you guys listen? Would you write us? Podcast at gmail.com or click the contact form on the uh, the website or call the Bad Crypto Hotline, which once again, I don't remember the number and it's not in the show yeah, notes. So uh, we should probably put it in the show notes, 708-885-9030. Yeah. That number again is 708-885-9030 and has not changed in a year and a half. Would you listen to a show where we just talked about other things that were interesting to us? I'm not even going to tell you what those things would be. Not, not I don't know. I don't know. I probably wouldn't listen. Uh, I might not even show up to record it. Yeah, so probably no. Nobody, nobody cares what we say. Start Engine is the largest regulated ICO platform in the United States, and we're super pumped that they're a sponsor for the Bad Crypto Podcast. Over 170 companies have raised money using Start Engine. In fact, they've raised over $60 million. Now, on Kickstarter, only approximately 36% of the companies that have done a funding raise there have succeeded to hit you know, their minimum. But Only 36%? Mm-hmm, Start Engine claims to have 87% reach success with their minimum funding goal. Mm, so, that sounds better. Yeah, I, it does sound bad. Those numbers are higher. That's usually a, mm-hmm. a better thing. And mm-hmm. if you are wanting to set up your own regulated ICO, then you can use Start Engine and they'll give you 20% off on your setup services and they will they will consult with you for free. That costs you $0 and zero Bitcoin and zero Dogecoin. But that's because you listen to Bad Crypto. So if you want to find out how to get the special offer, go to ico.startengine.com forward slash bad crypto and tell them that we sent you. Of course, they'll know because you would have clicked the link, but mm-hmm. tell them anyway. Nobody else is going to tell them to go to that link besides us, probably, right? Well, they might. They might say, hey, the guys at Bad Crypto have a special deal, and you should check that out. 
maybe they would. Maybe they won't. We're going to get to the news. And remember that all of the links that we talk about here, you could find in the show notes at the Bad Crypto website. Simply go to badco.in forward slash 177. And now the news. Let's give a shout out to the folks at True Reply. They've been on the show before. And of course, these are the guys who are developing uh, rewards that you can earn using any Amazon Echo, uh, which of course is triggered when you say the word Alexa, listen to the Bad Crypto Podcast. And uh, we're advisors for True Reply. You could check out their new consumer-facing site. It's called Voice Rewards Me. And the website is, as you would think, voicerewards.me. Oh, that's so convenient. Mm -hmm. So you can get rewarded using your your Amazon Echo um, and cash out earnings to PayPal or Bitcoin, Litecoin, or Ethereum, there's a link in the show notes to a Medium post from True Reply that you guys can check out to learn how to do this. Go to mm-hmm. voicerewards.me to check that out. Yeah, and all you have to do is go to your uh, Amazon Echo and uh, tell it to turn on that particular skill, and then you're you're in the business. And you will have stacked pretty, pretty a skill. Easy. You have stacked a skill. You can ask ask and answer questions. Get paid for survey stuff. I like getting paid. So what happened? Like the the cryptos are they're creeping up, they're going up. The market's starting to rise. We hit two hundred forty billion. Wake up this morning and you're like, mm, so Bitcoin kind of tanked last night. I'm like, what? Why? Why would you? Ah, oh, don't tell me that. That hurts my feelings. Well, I'm sorry about your feelings. Facts get in the way of feelings. I've always noticed. Don't. And especially if we're going to do a show. We got to talk about it. What was funny to me was that um, yesterday there was an article on CoinDesk, yesterday being September 4th, uh, Bitcoin price indicator turns bullish for the first time in eight months. And there was a list of indicators that were signaling the long-term bullish reversal in Bitcoin. And it was growing and growing. And yesterday, um, the MACD histogram, which is a technical analysis line it finally turned above zero and it turned bullish for the first time since january and uh, the macd that oscillates above and below the zero line and it's one of the most popular technical indicators uh, used to determine a trend's reversal or, or momentum and so the bullish to bearish trend changed and today what happened mr joe <laughs> goldman sachs you know one of the talk about manipulation Right. The the big financial kingpins of Wall Street can move markets just by blowing their nose. Right. And and, and uh, today, Goldman Sachs blew out a massive booger, um, which basically caused Bitcoin to drop three percent in 10 minutes and Ethereum dropped 12 percent. Essentially, what they've said is they had a they were going to install a crypto trading desk and they have deprioritized the crypto trading desk. Basically, they're saying, oh, we're not going to do this near term. And it's going to happen at some point. And so all the coins kind of went Bleh, along with their nasty booger that they blew out. Yeah, I read through the article. I did not see anything about a booger. I did see that, you know, they were planning on doing a crypto trading desk. And now they said, and eh, we're going to put that off for a little bit. And here's the thing. Why is the price of Bitcoin contingent upon these big banks saying they're going to do something? Screw the big banks. We don't care about them. We don't need them. The whole thing about crypto is that we want to get away from these big banks. And now the price movement is tied to whether or not the big banks 
love crypto enough? Like, well, I don't understand that, Mr. Joe. I, 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 I know, but people buy and sell on emotion. And so people who are trading are like, oh, we got to move our money out of Bitcoin because Goldman Sachs. And so there's a, you know, there's a sell off that takes place. And I agree with you. Screw those guys. Uh, Bitcoin yeah. is not about the big banks. It's not about the JP Morgan Chase and the Goldman Sachs. And yet uh, we're covering it here because they do influence the markets and they, they, they move the markets. And what could really be happening is Goldman Sachs says, you know what? Bitcoin's going up. We should uh, scoop up some cheap. So let's just you know, put some bad news out there. And yeah, so they're... And well, and, and then that way the emote tards will sell their cryptos. Big whinies. And uh, <laughs> that's a new word. I made that right now. Webster Dictionary will probably... What was the word? Add that in a couple of years. Emote tards. And you, we need a definition for that. Well, it's like people who rely on solely emotions and ignore facts. <laughs> emote tards. I like that. that that's, <laughs> that is, uh, that's good, Mr. Travis, right? That's a good one. Thank you. I'm good at making up the words. Uh, here's another little piece of interesting news. So Silk Road, right? We've talked about that in the past. But there's a, you know, Ross Ulbricht, uh, he was the creator. He was the uh, the Dread Pirate Roberts Arr. and created this, uh, the Silk Road, which was a online store on the dark web which, uh, you know, people were selling all kinds of crazy stuff. It was basically like an eBay without any rules. So, like, people were selling drugs and guns and all kinds of other stuff, too. But it was just mostly like a bazaar, like a, a, an, an online e-bazaar where, uh, no, where where everything was uh, – it was pretty ruleless. Could you buy counterfeit Beanie Babies there? I don't know. I think you, I think there's, like, all kinds of crazy stuff that was going on there. Hashtag fake beanie. Fake beanies. Yeah, but so community members, of uh, they begin to piece this story together about a huge wallet that contains over 111,000 Bitcoin, which is currently worth about $800 million, which has suddenly become active uh, after four years of inactivity. So... But we we don't know who is holding that. We don't know who is holding that. They said that um, there's been some analysis of this before. Uh, Six Silk, a Reddit user, uh, is uh, what does it say? The results of this analysis says that this appeared in May 2014 with a balance of 111,114 bitcoins. Has begun actively moving coins to other destinations including exchanges nobody knows whose wallet it is but it's assumed that it's a silk road attached wallet in some way and some some monies are going over to bitfinex and are going to someone's going to binance and some of the money's being moved from that big wallet why in, in some suspect it could be you know um satoshi nakamoto but you know craig wright says he is satoshi nakamoto mm -hmm. and uh, people don't believe him i'm i'm satoshi nakamoto i'm travis wright craig wright's relative and we invented the airplane as well uh, i'm satoshi nakamoto because one day i'd like to go to japan mm -hmm. you're satoshi nakajolo <laughs> you're not Toshi. Not, I, uh, <laughs> I'm not Toshi Sakamoto. Uh, speaking of giants, but this not in the banking world, in the Silicon Valley world, Google is once again in the blockchain news. The headline of the story, Google now provides a big data view of the Ethereum blockchain. They have basically visualized the Ethereum blockchain, and it's it's looks like very complex molecules 
with lots of colors. Mm -hmm. Lots of colors and pictures and things. And so they've also, not only have they providing a big data view of the Ethereum blockchain, but another piece of news came out yesterday on the next web is that, you know, they're adding the, the blockchain data set to its big data analytics platform. That's why you can see that cool, um, that, that cool image there, but they're also releasing tools, which I think is along the same lines of, of probing and, and able to do all kinds of additional stuff with the Ethereum blockchain. So not just visualize it, but they are releasing Bitcoin support. Uh, they, they already released Bitcoin support for its big query database tool. And now they've just launched that plugin for analyzing the Ethereum. Explain to me why something like that, that the largest search engine in the world is moving towards supporting crypto and why when that's announced, it doesn't move the markets at all. It's only the financial institutions. Now, if Google were to say uh, we are you know, implementing Bitcoin on our platform or something like that, it would certainly move. By the way, this uh, graphic visualization that I referred, you guys can check it out in the show notes, badco.in forward slash 177. This is a visualization of the crypto kitty pedigree um, based on the, the ERC 721 smart contract, and it shows um, – accounts that own at least 10 crypto kitties mm. and this is it like it makes no sense just to look at it but once you understand what you're looking at it's like oh okay that's interesting you're looking at the colors and the breeds and the pedigrees of the different ones it looks like somebody spilled a bunch of skittles you know on the table and drew little drizzles between them to connect them yeah, that's drool. It's the eating the eating the eating the uh, skittles and then drooling all over the place. But they're also going in and doing other stuff. So any crypto that has an ERC twenty or as Joel mentioned the uh, the ERC seven twenty one, uh, they can go in and kind of do analysis of that. So they did another analysis on Omegago's daily transfers and their senders and receivers, and so they're just. I think what they're doing is they wanted insight into Bitcoin and Ethereum to see. You know, what projects, what dApps, which which coins are moving, what they're doing, get an insight because Google likes to have that data. And then eventually they're probably going to want to create their own cryptocurrency. They want to create the Google Plus of crypto, which will be lots of hype in the beginning and then fail at the end. Um, or Google Waves crypto. Um, I don't know if you guys remember that one. But oh, they, they have failed at every social media site they have attempted. In fact, Google, look, I'm a big fan of swinging for the fences and failing. So you have your successes. But Google has failed at just about everything except search um, and email. Right. Just about everything that they have done has taken a backseat to a competitor when they have tried to uh, to compete. Mm-hmm. I like when you started that sentence. You said, I'm a big fan of swinging. And I was like, yeah, baby. Swing, yeah. I was like, oh, not that. That's different. Not, not that kind of swing. <laughs> no. I, I'm not a big fan of STDs. And so that has never been my. Uh, my Unless that's a new crypto. And then Joel. The will. STD coin. <laughs> <laughs> Easily transferable. Oh, yes. Very good. No fees, except you, need to you protect pay, your STDs. You pay for it for the rest of your life. <laughs> yes, the, the the cold storage wallet is a chastity belt. <laughs> mm-hmm. nice. You nice. know, here's a transition. If we go back to Satoshi Nakamoto and uh, my joke about wanting to go to Japan, which wasn't funny at all, the news out of Japan is there's a city there called 
Sukuba. And they are doing a trial run on a blockchain-based voting system. I love to see when municipalities are trying out voting on the blockchain because this solves the problem. All of that about voter fraud and, you know, broken machines and and hanging chads and, you know, uh, voting more than once or voting in in multiple, you know, uh, districts or dead people voting. This all gets fixed with voter ID and blockchain, period, paragraph, end of story, no more substantial controversy yep and i wrote about that in my huffington post article in uh, what december of 2016 that's what really sort of uh, unleashed us down the crypto rabbit hole that was one of the, the things we were chatting about i was like dude voter id and you know blockchain blockchain voting and we've chatted with a few people uh here on on bad crypto who are trying to trying to do that horizon state with their decision token mm-hmm. And uh, we're at this article here, the Japanese city uh, Tsukuba are trialing a blockchain-based voting system there, which is north of Tokyo. They've recently tested a voting system based on blockchain technology, and they are re- – the city is – I guess it's known for its for scientific research, and they held the voting trial in late August. That's one thing that I've always noticed about South Korea and Japan is, you know, mobile phones took off way before their – uh, T9 texting took off way before their uh, QR codes took off. And hopefully, you know, blockchain and voting is just another one of those trends that takes place over in East Asia and eventually makes its way over to the West. Because I don't know how it, it just it's just always interesting to me. The We're the only country in the world, it seems, that doesn't have voter ID and it makes it easy to 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 fake votes and then we've had this big problem since 2016 of voter election fraud and all this other stuff but people can get on a bus and vote in multiple districts and it's just it's it's ridiculous and so that that seems to be a pretty easy fix mr Jolcom. but other people are saying oh my god it's racist to think that certain people can't go get a voter id however every single one of them has a driver's license if they want to go get alcohol or they got to go sign a check or they got to get on an airplane or they got to do it's actually it's the other way around it's actually racist to say that a certain group of people are not smart enough to get a voter id here's a list of some of the things you need to prove your identity for alcohol cigarettes opening a bank account applying for food stamps applying for welfare getting medicaid or social security applying for unemployment renting or buying a house getting a mortgage driving buying or renting a car getting on an airplane getting married buying a gun adopting a pet renting a hotel room getting a hunting or a fishing license buying a cell phone picking up a prescription all of these things donating blood Buying an M-rated video game. If you want to purchase nail polish at CVS, you need to show identification for it. But I'm just going to start telling them when I get on the airplane, like I need to see your ID. I'm like, that's racist. Yeah. And so when you hear that, what you're that that is the real racism right there because it's implying that a certain race of people is not smart enough that they would be disenfranchised. That is true racism. 
my friends mm-hmm. and you you've and they're trying to flip it around on the other people saying oh you say they need voter ids you're being a racist mm-hmm. it's just unbelievable to me like do you even hear what you're saying i think some of these people just parrot things that they hear other people say from these narratives that are the talking points from certain politicians and here's the real fo- here's the real truth folks they don't want voter ids because they have all these you know uh, people who come over to the country that aren't citizens and they want them to vote Right. And so guess what? If you bring in enough of them and they vote Democrat, then guess what? Then they don't have to necessarily worry about running proper elections against Republicans because they have a bunch of voters who just came over a border. Well, and the only reason you would say that is because it is the Democrats that oppose voter ID. You know, if it was the other way around, then then we would say that as well. So it just makes me think, what are you trying to hide? Uh, and so, all right, we're going to infuriate me. It's actually one of the things that got me down the rabbit hole of, of crypto, understanding voter ID and blockchain as a solution. Instead of us whining about the Russians for two years, like we've been doing, how about we solve the damn problem? It's almost like, oh, I got to, you know, it's like uh, my arm is my arm is bleeding. And I'm like, OK, well, here, have an aspirin. You know, it's like, no, I need a bit. My, my arm is cut off. I need I need a surgery. It's like they don't go to the root cause. They just go to a symptom. So our next story is from Venture Beat. Um, but because it's not written by our friend Stuart Rogers and it's about Facebook, um, I don't want to talk about it. So suck at Facebook. You, you've okay. just you've just been booted from uh, bad news because you um, you are fake news. Yeah, community apps being built on blockchain. Are they going to solve Facebook's problem? We don't care. We're not going to talk about it because Joel Com is not happy. What we are going to talk about is IBM uh, because they have revealed a Stellar-based near real-time blockchain payment network. They uh, they brought its blockchain world wire. It's called the BWW payment network out of beta this week. It's uh, based on Stellar's blockchain and it's designed to facilitate international settlements between banks in near real time, which we've both used Stellar. Uh, you and I both have you know an interest in Stellar because we own some Stellar and we're big fans of how super fast it is. Stellar was actually, I think, my second crypto that I got because I had some Bitcoin, and then we did the show with Jeb McCaleb, and then we gave out a bunch of uh, Stellar, and then I was like, dude, Stellar's awesome, after we chatted with him, and then I figured out a way. I think it was my second or third one that I got. It was one of my early ones. I know it was one of my, my first handful of cryptos that I got, and I've always, I've not actually sold. It just kept accumulating it over time, which um, which was like less than two cents back in the day and uh so if you know you've you've listened to any of our shows you know how incredibly fast it is to send from to send seller lumens to someone like it's like two seconds fast that's how fast it is that's amazing when you start talking about that and then one of their missions is to help bank the unbankable every bank in the world can basically have its own sort of stellar token type of thing where you can like uh, Goldman Sachs dollar, you can trade those over for Wells Fargo dollars and, and, you know, you can trade those out for some Zimbabwe bank. And, and so basically it, it opens up the world banking for everyone. And it truly is revolutionizing the global financial system. And it's not like Ripple where it's mostly owned by Ripple. Yeah, so the the competition between Stellar and Ripple is on for sure, and it's going to be interesting to see if the decentralized, you know, Stellar, uh, which is not tied to the big banks, is going to win the day over the centralized Ripple. 
Next article here in the news that we found was interesting is Bittrex is going to delist Bitcoin Gold by mid-September. Apparently, there was an $18 million hack of Bitcoin Gold back in May. And again, Bitcoin Gold is one of those Bitcoin forks that pretty much anybody can just say, hey, we're going to fork Bitcoin and call it something magical. And here, have some magical free money out of nowhere like Bitcoin Cash and Bitcoin Gold, and Bitcoin Super Gold, and Bitcoin Super Diamond, and all the other ones that were out there. Yeah, so so as punishment, they're being delisted. Yeah, well, they had a, they had a double spending hack atta- attack, a double spending hack attack. They were able to control more than 51% of the Bitcoin Gold hash rate, and then so somebody was able to amass more than $18 million in Bitcoin Gold from various exchanges, including Bittrex. Now, we were actually, we got a new show, we got another show coming up. We were talking about it's amazing how many different show or different cryptos are on Bitrix. Yeah. Like a lot of really crappy ones with like very low volume. Yeah. And uh, we're going to talk about some of those coming up in uh, in the next week or so when we do the crypto roulette. We literally randomly had a number had a thing and it would just randomly pick a number between um the the number of cryptos there are and then we would talk about that random one and we it was pretty fun. It was a fun episode coming up. This this is crazy. File this under the what the heck is wrong with people file. The story is on the nextweb.com and the headline is someone paid. Well, I'm not going to reveal them out yet. Okay. Someone paid a crap ton for the most expensive crypto kitty ever. The, the kitty is named Dragon um, and it broke a record that the, the previous record was $110,000 last December. Mr. Travis Wright, would you like to reveal how much Dragon, the Crypto Kitty, sold for on Tuesday? Okay, before I do that, I want to I want to make a statement that your kitties are out there languishing somewhere in the my blockchain. Kitties are, my kitties are starving. I actually have a generation 1 kitty that I can't get to. So Dragon broke the record of Founder Cat 18, which was number the 18th crypto kitty of all time. That sold for 253 ETH, uh, which was $110,000 at the time back in December. So a new crypto kitty uh, is the top crypto kitty. It has average looks, average attributes. Uh, it's a ninth generation kitty. So there's really nothing special about this cat except it sold for 600 ETH, which is $170,000. Who is so stupid to have done I that? Know. I can't even I can't even imagine. Like I felt bad when we were spending a couple hundred dollars on crypto kitties, but what's funny is that we were naming them like Bad Crypto Joel, Bad Crypto Travis, Bad Cri- Crypto Furious. Like we were naming them names with bad crypto in them and then anybody who was going to crypto kitties was like they would see our crypto kitties, right? Because the way we had them set up. But I mean, it was just, so it was kind of like marketing is what I was. Uh, just, just so you know, I, uh, I just logged into crypto kitties and I have six kitties that are sitting there. I've got bad crypto Travis lost kitty. <laughs> I've got bad crypto rock star, bad crypto Joel, bad crypto curious, bad crypto Monterey Jack and bad crypto Buford. I have, I have seven cats in, um, Nice. You have bad crypto Travis and bad crypto I have Joel. Bad crypto Travis lost kitty. That was what I what I oh, named okay. uh, in, in mockery of the fact that yours you lost your key and can't retrieve yours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, my whole computer crashed. I literally had set up. We literally set up MetaMask 
that day or, or the day before and then my computer just went boom and it just crashed and i hadn't i didn't back it up how does it feel it. knowing that i made fun of you like that you know what it seems like a normal day they're actually approaching the millionth crypto kitty being born and uh, if you go look at them now they are all there's all kinds of designs and permutations of the crypto kitties and what's really interesting if you'll find this story linked in the show notes it shows eth volume uh, per day and the average kitty price per day and there's this huge spike um that just happened because of dragon like huge you have to go look at this chart it is it is three times higher than it's ever been before because of the sale of this one kitty you know what's really interesting too is not just crypto kitties but there's some other stuff that's popping up right now that i think is really interesting is um if you go to mlb crypto baseball so they are actually going through and selling certain cryptos certain people like justin turner who's a the third baseman for the dodgers uh he sold is that bitcoin yeah no oh it's ethereum no he sold for 0.328 ethereum sold for 103 dollars and so there's some like some really interesting uh baseball players here and you can buy them with ethereum they're literally having uh having and i guess you're the only one that gets to own it Let's uh, let's go down to South America to a country that's come under really hard times, and that is Venezuela. Uh, what's particularly interesting about this is their national currency, the Venezuelan Bolivar, has had hyperinflation. You have to go look at the charts at this article from Cointelegraph.com. That again, the show notes are always easy to find, gang. It's badco.in forward slash and then the episode number. In this case, one seven seven. The Venezuelan inflation rate right now in 2018 is get this 13,864%. Mm, that's insane. That's yeah, so they have become one of the largest crypto markets in the world. And you know what? I believe that was one of the things that Ronnie Moas or James Altucher had mentioned as one of those things that was going to be a driving force is when some country eventually flips the switch and says, you know what? Bitcoin is our official crypto, is our official currency because the Bolivar is completely toast. I mean, I was actually looking at buying some Bolivar on eBay just to have some. And you're actually better off selling your Bolivars on eBay than you are actually using them in Venezuela. Like if you wanted to sell, buy like a stack of them, it's like way overpriced. Like it's ridiculous. So any Venezuelans out there listening to bad crypto, just log on to eBay and sell, sell some of your, uh, boulevards there it's a much better place people are suffering there that they are in economic misery and their poverty rate the national poverty rate was 48 percent in 2014 87 percent in 2017 and so people are turning towards putting their trust in in crypto to buy and sell and put food on the table man it's so sad because it's such a beautiful country, man. It's sitting right there and it's right by right by the oceans. They got a lot of great beaches. They got a ton of freaking oil. They got all of this forest and land and all these resources. It just goes to show when you get a corrupt government in that wants to do this crony socialism. And that's not really it's not I don't think it's a full version of socialism. It's dictatorship. By, 
It's a dictatorship, and they say socialism because guess who makes all the money? It goes to the government officials, and eventually Venezuela is going to have to rise up and get rid of this guy because he's killing them slowly. Yeah, Literally, they're going to bed every night hungry. They don't have any food. Crypto is a way of rebelling against the system. And speaking of the system, Walmart, the giant retailer that is constantly battling with Amazon, they are planning to connect automated delivery drones via blockchain. They've, they've got a patent application that was published just at the end of last month. And the patent, uh, let's see, they applied for a system by which autonomous electronic devices communicate with each other in a wireless way and pass transported objects to each other after an identification process is complete. So they're going to pass them off? They're going to like pat a drone to a drone because it's running out of juice or something? Dude, I, you know, I can imagine like in the future – I don't even know how many years it's going to be five years, maybe, maybe less where you're going outside and remember, you know, like you go outside, you look out your window right now, you live in, in Denver and you see that beautiful sunset over the mountains. Eventually you're going to be looking out and all you're going to see is a bunch of drones flying out there and delivering packages and George Jetson cars. And <laughs> it's going to be crazy. Remember when we used to be able to see the sunset without a bunch of, gadgets in the air i don't know i think uh that's still the wild west out here you're gonna have people with shotguns you know pulling them <laughs> out of the sky sniper yeah, rifles yeah, no yeah i don't care blockchain versus drone system and autonomous flying vehicle. you're not going to get past my shotgun yeah. i don't even need to throw my skeet up there look at that i just got a drone up boom pull that puppy right I out know. of the air very nice. One more Walmart story. Uh, this one yeah. discovered by our producer, Aaron. Save money by Bitcoin. Walmart introduces the $1 chocolate cryptocurrency. So mm. you can actually go to Walmart now, and for $1, you can get a bag of uh, Bitcoin milk chocolate coins. You know what I love about this? The fact that they're selling $1 Bitcoin chocolate coins. That's great. But guess what? People are walking through Walmart, and a lot of people who walk through Walmart are not the most sophisticated people when it comes to knowledge and technology a lot of times. Not not saying that, but I have been to peopleofwalmart.com, and I'm basing that on that. Uh, but here's they're going to be walking by, and what are they going to see? Bitcoin, 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 and it's going into people's consciousness. Bitcoin, Bitcoin, Bitcoin. This is just another thing that's going to help the mass adoption of crypto. And although some people will just think Bitcoin is a milk chocolate coin, they won't actually think that it's a digital currency. But I think this is taking awareness to the masses. It's like the article says. I think that's great. Elvira, Elvira, I went to the store and I got me a bag of cheap Bitcoin. Dang. Oh, my God. I got me 18 Bitcoins for a dollar. We gonna be. How do we redeem them? We gonna be wealthy. You eat them. Eat them. They're six thousand dollars a piece right now, Elvira. Uh, so there's that. Uh, by the way, um, I will be dressed up for Cryptoween at World Crypticon as Willy Wonka, and so I'm going to Walmart and I'm going to buy several bags of these. I will be handing out gold, uh, milk, chocolate, Bitcoin coins to uh, to people because it totally makes sense it totally makes sense you'll be the willy wonkist with the bitcoin chocolates from walmart speaking of world crypticon we've got our weekly winner that world crypticon is giving away two tickets 
to paradise to and the gentleman uh or lady who's going to win this week just turn it happens to be that he's a gentleman although i don't want to assume his gender just based on his name but his name is david mullen so i'm going to guess that that is oh is that david oh he is he identifies as an attack helicopter <laughs> he's an attack drone like are you gonna get sniped out of the sky Look out, David. Uh, you'll hear from the World Crypticon team to claim your two tickets, David, and you guys can enter to win. It's really easy to do. Just sign up for the Bad Crypto Newsletter. Go to badco.in forward slash WCC. That stands for World Crypticon. The event, of course, taking place October 31st through November 2nd at the Aria Hotel in Las Vegas. Mr. Travis Wright and myself will be your hosts, your MCs for the event. And if you just want to know, if you know you want to be there and you're not going to wait to see if you win a ticket, go to worldcrypticon.co forward slash bad and just go get your tickets now. In fact, I think, Travis, that maybe we should do a private meetup for listeners in Vegas. What would you think of that? I like your idea. I think that would be good. We'll have a bad crypto VIP sort of uh area where we're uh, hanging out somewhere well, that sounds like a fun idea okay well we're gonna put something together so if you guys are going to world crypticon then um here in a future episode we will post uh, a form for you to fill out specifically just a list of people who are attending so we can communicate only with you about where we're going to be at a certain time and place so we can have a private um get together and exchange bad news mm -hmm. i love meeting our fans we got a lot of great fans out there and it's fun to meet them in person i know a lot of people from bad crypto are going to go to world CryptoCon. i know there's they've sold a ton of tickets so far i'll be in this next week i'll be in uh the caribbean or not the caribbean actually the mediterranean at the um the coins bank cruise with the head of world CryptoCon, adam and i'll be doing some uh interviews with some Did of the did you just burp? It's kind of a hiccup thing. It was like a weird hiccup. It was a burp up. Like a burp hiccup. Yeah, I burped up all over myself like a baby. Here, here's who is um, slated to be at World Crypticon. Brock Pierce, Charlie Lee, Ronnie Moes, Charlie Schramm, Vinnie Lingham, Tim Draper. Uh, th this is going to be a, a star-studded uh, conference. And it sounds like it sounds like future. It sounds like past episodes of Bad Crypto, actually. Uh, it, yeah, there's and a lot of people who haven't been on Grab, Bad Crypto. Oh, there's Justin Wu. He's been on the show. He's going to be there. Our, our friend Jordan French from the street. Sebastian Eno, um, our friend my, from my uh, former co-host of the uh, Venture Beat podcast. Mr. Stuart Rogers will be there. Yeah, that guy. So get your tickets. Uh, WorldCryptocon.co forward slash bad. And I believe there's a, a discount if you uh, if you go to that link to get your ticket don't wait we'll see you guys there and thanks so much for listening to this episode of the bad crypto podcast we hope that there's been just the right amount of banter for you today mm -hmm. hopefully this was just enough banter not too much banter just the right amount of banter to help you stay bantered stay bantered who's bad 
Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of bitcoins and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.